Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Miss Debria Gibson of DLG Bookkeeping, Savvy Bookkeeping Strategies for the Savvy Business Owner. How are you, Debria? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I know we have your little one joining us. So for all of my <laughs> listeners out there, you may hear some three and a half month old baby interjections, but this is a motherhood podcast, so it'll be all good. So Debbie, why don't you go into telling me about your motherhood journey? You do have a three and a half month old family life, kind of your career, and then we'll go into your inspiration behind creating DLG bookkeeping. Well, I'm a new mother. My son is three and a half months. It was very unexpected pregnancy. I'll say being a mother is something I didn't think I would be anytime soon or any probably ever at all because I've always had complications, you know, miscarriages or procedures, surgeries. So getting pregnant was very unexpected, (laughs) but it's definitely a blessing. Definitely turned my life around a complete 360, (laughs) you know, even during the pregnancy, just taught me a lot about me. I can probably say I've grown up now. (laughs) You know, I thought I was grown before, but I'm grown now. (laughs) Just trying to adjust to the new life. You know, I'm enjoying it. It has its moments, of course, but learning myself through this, learning how to navigate, you know, new life, running a business, my normal life, taking care of me, you know, just going through those things. So it's been a journey. I'm pretty sure a journey I'll still be on for a long time, (laughs) but I'm excited for it. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit. I know you had said that you didn't think that you would ever get pregnant or have a child. I usually ask towards the end, what has motherhood taught you? But what has been the most surprising aspect of it, do you think? That you were like, wow, I no one told me this. I was not <laughs> expecting this. Probably everything. Um, I know for me, it was everything. <laughs> I don't know what, which one to say. Um, I've always heard like, you know, every baby has their own, like no baby's the same. You know, everybody has their own schedule, blah, 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 blah. But he really, like, it's, it's nothing that no one has told me. It's definitely his own routine. Like, you know, everybody says, like, you're not going to sleep. Yeah, I don't sleep. But it's just like, I didn't know it was going to be like this no sleep. Like, I remember when he was first born and there would be nights and I would literally sleep for like 30 minutes because, you know, he hadn't got on the sleeping routine yet. So I'm up, you know, and also the consciousness because, you know, you're worried about him in his sleep. You know, I don't want to sleep too heavy. You know, those little things that you do. So I can probably say a couple of days. I probably slept a good 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And I was just like, okay, this is what they mean. <laughs> and don't you look so. back at that and be like, I feel like it's such a bittersweet thing because when you're you're in the thick of it, you're like, 
what the heck is going on? This can't be life, right? And you think mm-hmm. of how long it's going to go through. And then once you go through it, you're like, oh shit, like I'm pretty badass. Like yeah. <laughs> I survived that. And look what I came out of, whether it is the seat training, whatever the different mm-hmm. stages are. Isn't that kind of like empowering as well? It is because I can tell myself like I did it. Like it might be the smallest thing that I've accomplished, but it's like I did it. And even to be able to manage him, he's a baby. So his every waking moment is dependent on me. And I've been on my own, you know, no kids and having to worry about someone else that little, never. So to be able to just say like, he can depend on me. Like to me, that's a, that's an accomplishment. Yes. Actually, yeah. Big ups to that because it's so true. It's like when you really break it down to the biggest thing, it's like they're every single need waking moment is dependent, especially at this age. And even for a very long time, because I feel like Mm -hmm. when kids get older into the teens, it's a different kind of need. And I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we think, oh, they're heading 18. And it's like, I mean, I know for me, I still go to my parents for things, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, or when I'm not feeling good, I'm like, God, I remember when my mom would just like make me feel so good. So it's like, mm-hmm. it'll always be there, but it's so true. And I think that's a bittersweet moment where you're like, I am actually helping this human being and help, you know, my mm-hmm. influence, but yet he's still his own person. Cause to your point, yes, you could follow all the books <laughs> and the things, but he or she is still going to do what they do just is what it Mm -hmm. is. So tell me, what was your career before you got into bookkeeping? Have you always been into bookkeeping that inspired you to want to become a business owner and create your own business? So yes, I've always worked in some type of accounting role, whether it was a bookkeeper, specific type of accounting role, you know, whatever it was. And it was kind of like just something I've always wanted to do. I've always been into math and data and, you know, all those things from a child, like numbers are so easy to me to understand. So when I, you know, started getting into my career, you know, that's what I went to school for. I wanted to do forensic accounting. I wanted to do something with accounting, but I still stuck with that. I want to do accounting, whatever I can do with accounting. The field was going to be accounting. Yeah. The industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So actually how I got into, you know, having my own business was because I actually worked at a property management company and working with our different vendors, which are small business owners, I got interested in trying to figure out why they weren't making money, mm. even though I knew they were making money because I was paying them. And, you know, after working with a couple like on the side, it, just, it came like this side thing, like, hey, can you help me? Because, you know, I'm trying to pay my workers and I can't. Can you pay me early? And it was just all these things that it just made me wonder, like, why? Because I know I'm paying you. So why can't you pay your bill kind of thing? Yeah, like what is going um, on? What's your cash? Yeah, that's what yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of like, you know, word of mouth. Hey, can you help me? You know, I helped one person. Can you help my friend here? So it kind of like a side thing because I had a job. I wasn't trying to make a business sure. and I like doing it. But once I realized how much I enjoy actually helping the business owner versus going to work and doing the same thing every day, like I really enjoyed it. And just be able to give them that, that aha moment, like, oh my gosh, I can breathe because I can actually pay myself or I can actually enjoy having my business. I can right. pay my workers, pay my bills and still have money left over at the end of the month to take my wife out to eat you know sure. just those little things I don't know how to explain it but for me it was just like you know like I helped them you know like sure. I did that what so was their issue like a, was it cash flow was it expensive yeah. were they they didn't it realize it was definitely it was so cash flow 
they had no system of anything. It was literally, they would get paid for a job and put the money in the bank. But there was no system of like, you know, what are my expenses? What do I need to pay this week? What do I need to pay this month? When do I need to order supplies? You know, different things for different businesses. But it was just all those little things. It was like you write them a check, they put it in the bank, and they just do what they got to do with it. So it was just learning how to create processes, create systems, create workflows for business owners. And that's kind of like what the model of my business came, like how to teach another business owner how to do that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm on your Instagram page now. So it's funny enough, my, even though I have this podcast, my background is in accounting and HR. Okay. So that's why when I followed you, the whole bookkeeping aspect, and I love following women, small business owners who are kind of doing their things. So tell me, you know, how long ago was that when you were helping? And then when did it click that you were like, wait a minute, I can make this a business? Have you made it a business full time? Do you still work? and do this on the side or, you know, what, what is your, you know, like your three-year plan? So I probably did that. That was probably back in 2015, I would say. And actually in that job, we lost this huge contract. So I was laid off. Mm-hmm. However, my boss at the time, he allowed me to kind of work with them through the business as like a contract. So I still had contact with those business owners. At that point, it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I was still looking for a new job. But in the meantime, you know, I still have this business <laughs> that I was doing. And it was kind of from there, I was like, you know, I really could, I really could make this something. And I think it still hadn't clicked that I could make this like full my business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay, I can do this in the meantime till I get a job. So of course I did that. I would say probably not until probably the end around 2018 or something right there is where I was like, okay, I don't think I want to work for anyone anymore. Like I can do it. Cause I was still doing it as a side thing. You know, I had clients, I was, you know, getting more involved in the marketing part of it, trying to market myself as a business, sure. but I still had a job. So it wasn't pressing, but I think around that time I was at another job and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I really want to work for myself. I know what I'm doing. I know I can help others. And I get more fulfilled out of it versus just going to a job, working to someone, helping them build their dream that's not mine. So fast forward a little bit after that, I was laid off again last year. <laughs> but this time I was seven months pregnant, I believe. So it didn't make sense for me to try to find, to try to go, you know, yeah. to another job and then would need to be off in the next two months for maternity leave or anything like that. So me and my boyfriend discussed it and uh, we made a decision a little bit of sacrificing <laughs> that I could take the time to build out my business more to make mm-hmm. it a full-time thing. And also it gave me the freedom to be home with my child, especially during, you know, with the pandemic and daycare and all those different factors that I wasn't sure of. So it kind of, I, I think it was like, you know, we say it's a blessing in disguise. I do. I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because now I have the time and I have the freedom to actually make my passion a business. That's amazing. I think the story is amazing because I think it does show like it's, um, I mean, going back from 2015, 2016, you said mm-hmm. from that first client getting laid off, but you still had kind of the contracts that is get another job, you kind of get laid off. Like you said, blessing in disguise, because once the baby came, you're like, all right, what are we going to do about daycare? What are we going to do about this? Like things that working mothers, unfortunately, kind of have to mm-hmm. face, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why my husband and I have talked about possibly having another one in my mind. I was like, gosh, turning me leave again. And I remember the anguish about that. It's like all these things mm-hmm. that no one tells you about that to prepare for. Yep. So to your <laughs> point, you're like, wait a minute, now I can do this. So 
because, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm on your IG page and I will put a link to it in the, in the show notes. I love it. So I love your avatar here and I, I just love it all. Oh, thank you. Have you been seeing the ROI, your return on investment with the marketing that you've been doing and putting in the nice long hours? Answer this question and then you can go back. I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, damn, you know, I know people say when you're a business owner, it's the flexibility. And I thought the flexibility, like you can work whenever you want or not, but I'm like, no, it is there. But I'm like, when you're really starting a business, it really is a seven day Mm -hmm. job and it can almost be 24 hours. Like my son went to bed last night. I had yoga to kind of do my own thing. I came home at nine, took a shower. I was on the computer to like 12, 1230, answering emails, doing Canva posts. You know mm-hmm. what it takes, you know, everything that we have to do as business owners. And I was like, damn, but I was like, but I think the thing is, is, is setting yourself up so that if you do need time off, you are in control of it. You don't have to ask anybody for it. Yeah. You give yourself your own permission. And I think that's mm-hmm. the blessing with it, with being, a, cause you still got to, like I, I told my husband, I was like, look, this weekend, babe, I was like, Sunday, you're going to have to, like, we're going to have to do this regularly where Saturday I'll be with our son in the morning, but Sunday mornings, like I need that time. Like I need a six mm-hmm. day during the week. Like it's not a Monday through Friday job. Like I'm like, oh, I'm still in the corporate mindset. And I'm like Monday through Friday. And I'm like, no, I need to work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So tell me, don't you feel that same? It's like, I think we're programmed to think the Monday through Friday, but when you are an entrepreneur, I finally understand when they mean the 24 hour grind. I think the difference is we just then can have the control and be like, you know what, if I do need a date off, I don't have to ask anybody. And I then control that myself. Mm -hmm. I do. I'm actually in the process now of trying to put myself on a schedule. But even with that, there are those times like I have this thing where after eight, I don't want to have to do work. But if the day doesn't go the way that it's planned, then there are those nights that I have to sit up and I have to get stuff done. Because at the end of the day, I made a commitment to my client. I have to fulfill those commitments. Even with him, if the day doesn't go the way it's supposed to go and I can't get what I need done during the day, then I have to sacrifice and do it at night and the weekends as well. I think I've gotten to where I prefer working on Saturdays because if I need to take time during the week, it's less busy, you know, when I have to do stuff at the store, mm-hmm. things like that. And I can take that Saturday when everybody else is out and I can do what I need to do at home. So I think that's a lot of the flexibility, too. You can kind of pick and choose when you, you know, when you work and things like that. So with that aspect of it, I do appreciate having that flexibility and that freedom. It may not be conventional and it's not for everybody, <laughs> but it works for me. And eventually I know I'll get to the point where it's like, okay, this is what we're doing today. I'll have him on a better schedule, you know, even sure. when it's to the point where I can put him maybe in daycare like two or three days a week. So I have more time to do other things. So if I have to sacrifice a little now, that's what I got to do. For sure. Um, a, a thousand percent. But yeah, I just thought it was it was interesting because I literally just kind of had this epiphany yesterday and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like mm-hmm. I still have the corporate mindset. <laughs> like I'm working Monday through Friday and same as you, I prefer not to work at nights, but I'm like, come on, Nicole, like, let's be real. The day gets ahead of ourselves. If you have clients, if you have things, social media is a whole beast, which now I'll mm-hmm. pivot back to my <laughs> initial question. Have you seen the ROI, the return on your investment with the marketing that you've done with kind of putting forth the effort of promoting your business? I did take a break right before he was born, but I can't say before that I was, I know I was putting in more effort than I had previously. And I can definitely tell a difference. I've also found other ways to invest. Like I hired a coach. It's just one of those things that I felt like I needed to do to help keep me focused. 
even with even with the marketing and with that, it's it's the effort that you put into it. Sure. You know, even I think recently, one of the things that you know I've worked with her to do was kind of do like a little market research, ask some questions in my story, and I had I got so much feedback from it, and I hadn't even been doing any posting or anything like that regularly on my on my Instagram or anywhere else, but just doing that little bit in my story, that little bit of marketing helped me to get another client. I know once I pick it back up, I'll be able to see it. And I also can say now, I think too, it's more defined. Before I was just kind of posting to try to, you know, put myself out there. Now I'm, I'm marketing with a purpose to reach that client, to reach that, you know, that person that is a, the right fit for me. I mean, you have like, I think 1400 followers. So I, I know if it's anything that like the trajectory that I've kind of seen organically with trying to create like mama's no best because I have about 700 and something followers which I was super proud of because similar to you like I didn't really get focused focused on like pushing putting for effort in like marketing and being intentional to your point with it mm-hmm. to like last year even with my podcast yeah. and I've seen changes with it so I would imagine it's like anything else you're just trying to post stuff you're trying to get the the name out there on your Instagram but now to your point you're like okay I have a little something going I have my Instagram Obviously, you have your followers People are engaging with you. I think mm-hmm. one of my issues is that a lot of people, when they look at my stories, are still like my like 30 something, 40 followers. It's still only a core set. And it's like my mm-hmm. friends and family. So it's yeah. kind of difficult, you know, to kind of get the answers that I need because I'm like, it's my mm-hmm. friends and family. Now, to your point, it's like now it's like, OK, I'm kind of here. I, I have mm-hmm. kind of a foundation. Now, am I going to mark your free consultation, your expense audit, which I think is fantastic because I feel like, yes, in working for other businesses, expenses, it's like anything else, even personal mm-hmm. in anything in finance it's your expenses because yep. I feel like you could have any amount of money coming in and maybe not any, but if your expenses are out of control or you don't know where it is, that's We're the issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously you want to market, you know, I love the Savvy Hustler Squad, which we'll get into, and then keeping your records organized. So now you have specific things that you're like, okay, I need to promote, mm-hmm. I need to do this. But that's awesome that you're investing in yourself and that you hired a coach to kind of lead you, I guess, and say, okay, what my next goal, or what my next mm-hmm. metrics are, what you're trying to reach for. Before we go into the Savvy Hustler Squad, do you have any bookkeeping tips for small business owners or any kind of things? Because again, I always say my podcast, I have two rules. You're either, you're either doing something to kind of support mothers in some area, or you are a Mm -hmm. mother and whatever form, you know, working mother, stay at home mother, whatever it is. But actually a lot of my followers are mompreneurs. So do you have any bookkeeping tips for small business owners that you'd like to share? So number one, which is like my number one rule and the number one most important thing in the world is when you have a business, keep it separate from personal. As much as you can, as hard as it may seem, it is probably the most important part of having a business. And I know when people start businesses, they don't think about it or it seems simple like, oh, I'll do it once I start making more money or you know, when I get bigger, I'll get that business account. Even if you're using just a PayPal account, open a business PayPal account and do everything through that. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bank account. There's so many free banks now. And it is. Yeah. Like there's no reason why people still should be putting their personal and business expenses and things together. And what I've noticed just from working with people that I've worked with, when you're making money, especially now, because, you know, everything can go viral in two seconds, especially when people are like selling stuff. 
and they don't think about these things before, you can go from making nothing to like $10,000 in a month. And all that money is with your personal money. You don't know how much you made. You don't know how much you spent. And there's so much work that goes into trying to figure out. And most of the time, they don't try to figure it out until it's too late or because they need something right away. Just do something and make it separate. <laughs> I love it. And I just love it. put everything there and you can do the formal stuff later. But I think that is the number one thing that as a business owner, everybody should do. Another tip I would say is just try to stay organized as much as possible. Like have some sort of system, a way to keep your invoices, a way to keep track of your clients or your customers' information. Just little things that may seem minute and tedious, but if you set it up right from the beginning, once you grow, you don't have to worry about it and it just falls into place. I think another thing people need to also understand is too, which we kind of just talked about this, is being successful is not always in how much you sell. It's in how much you keep, which goes back to your expenses, your cash flow, because you may be making good profit, but you may can't pay yourself and it may have to do with your cash flow. You know, like when you're paying your bills, how much you're paying, you know, if you use a credit card, how much are you paying on your credit card? Are you overpaying? You know, different, you know, all those little things Mm -hmm. that come with owning a business. So I think a lot of people need to keep that in mind. They just want to make the money, make the money. But there's more that goes into it when you're getting to the point where you want to say, I'm a business owner. Because um, you can make $100,000, but if you have $110,000 in expenses, okay. <laughs> you're negative. You're, 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 in the, you're in the net loss if your expenses are more than that. And like mm-hmm. you said, especially then if you're not even accounting, paying yourself, which I would mm-hmm. imagine is every business owner's goal is that you're making a profit and then mm-hmm. you could give it either dividend, distribution, payment, whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. for yourself. It's like so simple, but... I think as we've seen, because we've been in this space, in the in the working of the space of accounting, we know how important it is because we've been mm-hmm. here as a business owner. If you don't have that background, I can also understand yeah. how confusing it could be. Like, what do yeah. you mean? It's just math. And it's like, no, because then if you can't find your receipts and then come, I mean, I'm not a CPA or tax accountant, but I just know when working with CPAs and obviously yeah. dealing with our own taxes, it's like, you don't know what could be a write-off or not. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure you have everything <laughs> labeled properly and all of that so that when it does mm-hmm. come time you can like oh wait I have a receipt for this oh yeah we could write that off whatever it is yeah or categorize it properly right you know yeah. I've worked with some business owners where they have a category for everything a category for everything and you're like just put it under meals and entertainment you know yeah. like just <laughs> I love those those tips what is the savvy hustler squad what what is that when people join what do they get so it's a brand that I'm building out under my business. It's one of those things that one of those midnight thought processes that happen. I love it. Like, oh, I want to do this. So I kind of just put it out there. It was just one of those things I just did. I didn't even have a plan behind it. I was just like, I want to do this. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm still working on it. It's definitely a work in progress. The idea behind it, though, is to build a community of business owners who may not come in understanding you know, the importance of bookkeeping or financial processes, but they want to, and then they do, and they take the steps to do so. And, you know, the word savvy just means smart. So it's basically you're being smart about your hustle. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, you don't want to hustle forever. Don't have the hustle mentality. But I always say that no matter what you're doing, it's always a hustle. 
Like you may not actually be in the grind of it every day anymore once you get to, you know, the bigger status or the bigger business. So you may not be in the grind working 12 o'clock at night anymore, but it's still your baby. It's still something you hustle for. And maybe you're just smart enough to get from that point to where you are now. So that's where the whole the whole name Savvy Hustler comes from. Just you're being smart about your business, basically. So what I want to do with it is basically, like I say, build this community where we're able to celebrate each other. You know, like I'm smart in what I do and let me help you. I can help you because I was here before. Gotcha. And this is what I learned from Bria. So, you know, I can show you now, you know, be able to provide resources for business owners to be able to, you know, if they want to do it themselves, maybe they don't want to hire somebody. Maybe they do understand. They just don't know how to put it together. You know, so just to be able to be that source of information, that source, that reliable source that's saying, okay, I can go to her or, you know, she'll send me a newsletter this week that says this is how you organize your your receipts, you know, just different things like that. So it's something I'm still working on. But like I say, it was just one of those things I wanted to put it out there and get it out, get it out of my head. And I was like, I can work on it later. <laughs> yes. No, and that's so good because a lot of entrepreneurs that I've also brought on here, it's 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 one of those things, right? Because they say to pay attention to the details, but at the same time, it's like, but if you have it, put it out there. And I feel like mm-hmm. there has to be something in the middle with it, right? I think mm-hmm. there could be a balance with that because yeah, what if you just kept sitting on it and sitting on it or forgot about it? Where no, mm-hmm. I love the name. I, I think the whole premise behind it is amazing so kudos to you you. for being like look I thought about it let me put it out there and then as it comes and I have the time I'll make do but at least it's there people can sign up and it's like oh wait a minute what is going on and you're already building Mm -hmm. that catalog or that the data for that there was another question I was going to ask goodness and I think it it missed me but why don't you tell my listeners what are some of the services you provide specifically? Because not everyone knows, everyone thinks, or I should say, maybe people have this idea of bookkeeping, or it sounds like such <laughs> a scary word. So tell me, what are the services that, that you do provide? Um, so your basic bookkeeping services, I do a little more than just bookkeeping, because, you know, I do have the experience, you know, to analyze data and give advice you know, based on that data to help, you know, make decisions about different things. I'm actually working on refining my services now, but the basic ones that I have are your bookkeeping, like a bookkeeping setup implementation. So that's for someone who maybe either they don't have anything at all, or they have something minimal that they created themselves and it just doesn't work well. And they're trying to get to that next level and they know that they need to put something in place because either they're growing or they have grown and it can go from me setting up QuickBooks all the way to building out financial processes for them. Then I have a monthly bookkeeping service where I actually do, you know, all the bookkeeping for the business owner. They don't have to worry about anything. Sure. I take care of it all. You know, I help them with the tax prep at the end of the year, you know, all those different things that come within bookkeeping so that you can get your taxes done and they're done correctly at the end of the year. And then I have a quarterly review service, which is basically for the business owner that wants to be more hands-on, but they are they are interested in knowing how their business is running behind the scenes. So more metrics, more numbers, more analytical data, more reviewing those things. And like I say, and they're more hands-on with what's happening on the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So those are probably like the three I would say major services that I'm offering at the time. And it's just, it's something for everybody. 
that's what I tried to make sure that it was something for everybody. No, yeah, because it's at the different levels of, of where they're at with their business. Mm-hmm. What tips do you have if there's women, maybe man, if they're listening to my podcast that want to maybe turn their passion into a business? If you can kind of go back a little bit, what would you know be like, look, if I knew then what I knew now, what I know now, I would have maybe done this differently. Mm-hmm. I would say do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, don't second guess it. Don't. If you have the opportunity, take it. I think that's where I can say I didn't capitalize when I, you know, when I was laid off the first time, instead of capitalizing on that moment, putting that effort and the business into it at that time versus saying, oh, I'll just find another job and doing this in the meantime. No, I should have put all of my eggs into it at that time. And I probably more where I would want to be now, but you know, life happens, you learn. But I do. I think just go for it if it's something you want to do. And especially if you love it. If you love it and it's not something that you hate to get up, like most of us don't like going to work. But if you can wake up and say, hey, I want to do this for my clients today or I want to get up and market this product, then make it a business because you're going to want to do it. It's not a job anymore. Like you're going to enjoy running your business because you're doing something that you love. And then with that, you'll hopefully put for more effort, therefore having Mm -hmm. more of an ROI, because the more excited you are, the more you're going to go harder for it and grind for it. (laughs) I love how you said, just do it. Because what's so funny is I'm currently unemployed, you know, and I am looking possibly, but I did tell my husband, we kind of talked about it and similar to you and your boyfriend, like, should we, could we, what, you know, this, Mm -hmm. just because I haven't found the employer support that I feel like I needed with Mm -hmm. regards to my son, especially with COVID. And like I said, I am still looking and actively looking because I'm like, maybe you never know. I was like, well, maybe I can do my own business and do my own thing. Goodness gracious. If I knew then what I knew now, which would be invest more in myself, right? Because I was making, I had a paycheck. It's a big one. (laughs) (laughs) I had like a paycheck where I was like, and not that I wasn't investing in myself, but I say that to say now that I'm in it and I'm paying someone to help me with marketing and paying someone Mm -hmm. to do some of these things. Why didn't I do some of this do it, yeah. before? <laughs> and not that I thought it was a hobby, but I'm like, okay, I have my podcast and yeah, I'm doing the thing to your point as well, such as life. I think we go through it. I also don't think I ever imagined it would have turned into this. No, we don't think about it. Like we don't think that far. <laughs> Which is why I would always tell anyone, if you do have it to your point too, is if you're passionate and you're happy about it, invest in it. Take a course, take a class, mm-hmm. take anything, anything Whatever it takes, yep. Whatever about it takes. business. Like all those little things, take a, you know, learn about marketing, like all those little things. Like there's so many free courses you can take now that you can find. And like you say, investing in yourself. I honestly think, well, I can say I know I haven't even went through the full coaching program yet, but I think this has been the best money that I'm going to spend in my business because it's given me such, and I knew I needed to do it, even though. A lot of people probably would be like, why would you hire a coach? You just had a baby. <laughs> I needed to because I knew my mind would be focused on, you know, trying to be, learn to be a mom, learn to do this, learn to do that and still run a business. So I know I needed someone to keep me accountable, to keep me focused, to say, hey, you hired me to do this. This is my job. So this is what I need you to do. So I do. I want to give her a shout out because she has been great. She's been so understanding. And I think that's to finding the right coach someone who's willing to invest in you because you've invested in them and they're willing to invest back and she's done such a good job so I'm excited for where 
you know, where I'll be in the next couple months with working with her. So I'm excited for you too. I've met some great coaches, some great women. When you connect with people on that vibe or energy, especially if it's someone that you are paying for and that you're like, you're hoping it goes well, right. And you're taking from it. It's amazing. So yes, I'm mm-hmm. super excited for you. And, and that was so smart too. Cause yes, that probably would have been, you would have been like, all right, everything's going to be my son. And this would have really fell to the wayside where mm-hmm. you knowing you paid for someone, you're like, all right, I got to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. So another kudos to you. That's awesome that you even were like, let me do this. <laughs> so I make sure that I'm on track with what I'm trying to do, you yeah. know, because as we all know, as moms, it's so easy to get kind of caught up in mom life, which mm-hmm. goes to my next question. What do you do to recharge and refill your cup? What do you do to make sure Bria is good? I'm still working on that. <laughs> it's, I would probably say that's been the hardest thing, especially with COVID. I wasn't able to do as much as I probably would have been able to do if COVID wasn't here, even during the pregnancy. I miss, you know, being able to just hang out with my girlfriend, you know, those kind of things. And even now, I don't have a lot of family. You know, my mother isn't here. You know, his his mother is here. So we're able to take him there. You know, I have friends that say, you know, we'll keep him. But, you know, people have their lives. I'm not, I'm the type of person, I'm I'm horrible at asking for help. So unless they volunteer or if I really need it, I'm not going to say, hey, don't you want to take, you know, so that that's a, that's a challenge that I face. So I'm working on that. The one thing I do try to do is I love wine. So what I'll do is I'll look for wine that I've never had before. And I'll just get a bottle and just one night when he's down and I don't really have anything to do, I'll just sip me a glass of wine, watch TV and don't do nothing. Like that's probably the most relaxing thing <laughs> that I've been able to do. Hopefully soon I'll be able to get back to the beach because I love the beach. That is like my space. That is Where are you located? Where, where, where are you? I don't think I... I'm in Orlando. So well, how far is the beach from Orlando? It's not far. Um, if I go to Daytona, I think it's like an hour if that and okay, Coco is probably about the same yeah it's just trying to figure out if I want to take the baby <laughs> or you know if I just take him somewhere else and I go by myself but I think once I, I can get back into routine of the beach I'll be in a good place because that is I can go to the beach and be there all day and I am fine nobody bother me nobody call me just let me go <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome that you and I think with anything else it's like you know the whole this too shall pass so it's like you're in this now you're in this season of motherhood where yes this little guy three and a half month old is like dependent on you and then within a year or two you're gonna have this little toddler and mm-hmm. it's gonna be so bittersweet because they're still gonna need you but then they're still gonna be independent you know like my son mm-hmm. can reach the fridge so he doesn't have to ask me for water. The only thing he might say the cup, but most of the times I try and have a cup near his mm-hmm. level and he'll go get his own water, you know? So there's Aww. certain levels that things that, and it's so minute, but imagine if a baby, you're like, okay, I got to make sure he's fed. He, now he can tell me when he's thirsty. And sometimes I'll still <laughs> remind him. And I'm like, did you drink your water? Did you, do you want something to drink? But it's not like that constant thing where it was yeah. like a 24 seven thing. So that time will come. But yeah, it's funny. A lot of women I've interviewed on here, they all say nature and or the beach is like Mm -hmm. their zen. And it's the same with me. I love being outside. It's so funny now that I'm working from home and I, I, I have these businesses that I'm starting and stuff. I don't get it outside again. I'm like, goodness, it's crazy how I'm like, oh, I'm going to have time. And then you become this entrepreneur and you're like, no, I don't have time to do these things. <laughs> but I am trying to be mindful of 
putting it on my calendar to go outside for a walk just mm-hmm. to be outside because it is on my calendar but a lot of times I'll also like snooze it because I'm like I need to finish something up mm-hmm. um and I'm like no no you know go even if it's 10 15 minutes and I would say that to you too if you feel like which I'm sure you probably do is like go for a walk go outside and just kind of zen with it yeah pretend you're near the beach <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know okay so why don't we do a quick get to know what is a favorite book of yours or one you would like to recommend becoming by michelle obama i love her i swear she's me in another world <laughs> so when she came out with her book i had to get it i've read it like three times i'm probably going to read it again that is like my most favorite book right now yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing the way she wrote it and broke things mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Favorite movie or genre of movie? That's a hard one because I have a lot. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's crazy. I can honestly, probably my favorite movie of all time, I would say is The Little Mermaid. I love that movie, even as an adult. Like, my sister um, would always tell me, Your movie's coming on TV. <laughs> like, my mom still had like the VHSs and all that that we had when we were kids. <laughs> So of course I can't play them because I don't have a VCR. If I could pick a movie of all time, I would say Little Mermaid. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's that's a definitely a classic. I remember being in the pool and pretending we were Ariel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, favorite color? Orange. I love Best... bright colors, period, but orange would be my favorite. Best advice you've ever received? So my father used to always tell me that I'm quick to call people my friend. Okay. <laughs> I give people the benefit of the doubt easily. But he always told me that if you can count your closest friends on more than one hand, you have too many. And I never understood what that meant until I got older. And it's not that you can't have more than five friends. It's just those five people are your core. Those are the people that know you at your worst. They know you at your best. And everybody shouldn't know that about you. So if more than five people know that, then there's, there's too many people that know too much. <laughs> smart and I never understood that until I got older but it makes so much sense now what has motherhood taught you that you can do anything that you put your mind to if you're determined to do it and you have the passion to do it you can figure it out even on the worst days I've figured it out and that's the one thing I've gotten from this that I can figure it out Absolutely. Moms, we truly are superheroes on so Mm -hmm. many levels. We truly (laughs) are. I understand what that means too. (laughs) It's funny because I was telling someone, I'm like, yeah, when they say there's no such thing as a multitasker and I'm like, have they ever spoken to a mother? Because maybe it's not the most productive way, but I'm sorry. While I'm warming or trying to think of dinner, I'm like, I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And maybe not multitasking. Yes, you can't maybe do three or four things at once at your best. However, I could be thinking about one thing, remembering I had to do this and my mind can be in like 20 different web pages open and I'm trying to hit every single one. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, we can freaking multitask. Okay. Any other final thoughts to my listeners, to the podcast world? I saw this quote the other day that really stuck with me and it said, I'm probably not saying it is Exactly. But it was basically like true success is being able to go to sleep at night with your soul at peace. And what I took from that to mean that you may be successful in business or you may be successful at being a mother or you may be successful at being a wife. Mm-hmm. But until you're successful at everything at one time, that's when you can truly say you're successful and that gives you peace. That's what I took from it. 
I don't know if that's what they meant, but that's what that's I what it resonated with you. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, Bria, why don't you tell my listeners also how people can find you on Instagram? Do you have a website? So, Instagram, my name is Debria Gibson Bookkeeping. I'm also recently on Twitter and LinkedIn which is DLG Bookkeeping Services. So it's actually my business name and Facebook as well. So those three are my actual business name and Instagram is Sabria Gibbs and Bookkeeping. Instagram is probably where you'll get more of me, my life and things like that. The other pages are more business and marketing, but you know, they can find me on all of those. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on and I'm sure we'll, you, you know, continue to, con- you know, connect in the future. I'll yes. be rooting for you <laughs> from South Florida and um, continue <laughs> blessings to you for love and lights for your little boy thriving. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Bria. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mama's No Best. We got something to say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out TheMotherhoodVillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.